it's April 18th, and you're listening to for ECNI831, recorded in Regina, Saskatchewan. Really appreciate the opportunity to be able to use different social networks throughout the entirety of this course using blogs and Twitter and Google Plus and things that I regularly use. Um, it was nice to be able to use these spaces with more of a purpose for a change. Not that I don't typically have a purpose, but to really engage with them at a deeper level was it was a nice relief. Um, but because I was really fluent in a lot of these networks to kick off the course, I found myself really engaged in the topics we were talking about, the controversial issues we went through. And I think that's where uh, most of my learning really took place through the course of ECNI 831. Um, the first thing that really stuck out to me was when we started to talk about Snapchat and other small networks that students are using. And I couldn't believe how students are actually shifting towards more intimate, smaller networks. It kind of blew my mind. It was totally contradictive of what I had originally thought. Um, and, and I see my students with Snapchat and I know how engaged they are. And it really impresses me and I want to be a part of it. And uh the week we talked about this, it really got me thinking, you know, what business do we actually have in these spaces? Is it essential that I engage in this space? Um, and the question that really left me thinking from that week was, you know, how do we balance the need for relevance and tapping into student interests with the need to respect young people's privacies? So my vision for possibly tapping into Snapchat has been totally put on hold because I don't want to wreck this network for students and maybe I don't need it. I have 10 different lines of communication to my students. Do I need to get more? I, I don't know. And I think that it's important for students to grow and, and develop these spaces on their own. And maybe I don't need to interfere or be a part of all of them. I started to talk about the different, the darker sides of social networks like Reddit and 4chan and Yik Yak. I mean, I use Reddit regularly to just consume media. I mean, it's just my mindless scrolling. But the dark sides of Reddit where people are starting to use self-harm and troll and abuse each other and 4chan, the, the anonymity of it and, and figuring out how people are using it for such negative things, um, it, it really depressed me in a lot of ways. But it's I think it's important for us to, to not just know about these networks and the negatives, but know that they also have benefits for people that maybe don't regularly have a voice. And we're talking about these networks and then we're talking about how easy it is for people to access. And I think that's where the open education movement really strikes me as having a ton of potential. I got a lot of worry about, you know, becoming a read-only culture because we're just going to consume media because that's all there is online. And you can just click and watch and click and watch and click and watch. But I think right now we're in, in such a right culture and right is in writing um, because people are just remixing and creating and, and distributing content so quickly um, but people are now producing things for the love of producing it they're able to share their thoughts there's no limitations as long as they have accessibility which we're going to talk about right away and i think the quote that really left me thinking from that week was um, when we were kids we watched tv the kids today they make tv and that's a profound difference and that's going to have all sorts of implications as this generation gets older and older are they going to completely have to overhaul all copyright legislation is there going to be tons of conflicts and legal implications where is that going to leave us i really don't know and the other thought that really left me from this moment was 
where do we as teachers and sharing come into play? Um, we have sites like Teachers Pay Teachers where we can support other teachers financially and get resources, and it's basically just a store. But, you know, why don't we have these spaces where it's all open and we're all sharing? And, and I, I think I know why I am hesitant to share a lot of the times is because I, I don't want to be judged by my peers, uh, my fellow co-workers or, you know, equivalents in other places around the world that my maybe stuff is lacking or maybe it's not as good as it should be for somebody. And, and I think we need to get over that to be able to do it. But it's still something I personally struggle with. And we t- took a shift to, to net neutrality and the digital divide. And we talked about how Internet.org and Facebook is bringing the Internet to the underserved world. And I found this quote really interesting from our week is a faster web for some isn't an equal web for all. And the rules that favor Internet service providers jeopardize the web's ability to serve as a platform for free speech and innovation. If that's the case, that's going to be a big problem. And, and it makes me think about Saskatchewan here. I teach at a school that is uh, a 10 meg school. That's what they call it, where we have 10 megabytes of uh internet that that's our access for 300 kids plus those staff and uh you know we get a couple kids on the internet the whole thing bogs down it's not working and i look back home where i grew up in small town saskatchewan and my mom right now trying to get internet on her farm and uh it's going to cost her over a thousand dollars just to get the equipment to do that that's not right in in a province where i can currently get internet set up and cheap for 25 bucks a month as a student and I'm getting 10 times the speed that they'll ever be able to get. There's something that needs to be fixed there. If we want to be able to have open access and, uh, and equal rights on the internet in Saskatchewan. And then we came to the week about trolling and harassment and privilege. And this was a week that I struggled with. Um, I am white, I'm male. Um, I am the privileged. And I think it was hard for me to, to, listen to that um, but it was important for me to listen to that it was hard for me to realize how different the experience for other people are when i seem to have a very positive easy experience online and through these spaces um, but, and i think it's really important for someone like me or anybody in another privileged position where you 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 listen to the people that aren't in that same position and and find ways to um, support them and help them and if we see unjust things happening that it's important for us to step up not just watch and sit to the side because if we're just not doing anything i think that's could be seen as just as bad as doing something bad i, I i'm still struggling with this this is something i'm probably going to think about for a, a long time here but uh it's it's going through my mind and it's really interesting to to think about how the law just won't catch up to this they won't acknowledge trolling and harassment and revenge porn issues that are happening you know when we hear about situations where women have to send po- photos of themselves to prove that it is them in the video um, just be able to get it taken down it's ridiculous and i don't think that's okay and i wonder when it's gonna when we as consumers and internet users can shift our expectations to the spaces that we share in um, and what responsibility they're gonna have in taking down content like this or preventing content like like this from uh spreading around the internet i don't think it's fair that they can sit back and say, oh, no, it's just our space. Anyone can do anything here. I think at some point, if no one's going to step up, they need to step up. Um, and then we looked at slacktivism and activism online. And I, I'm, I don't know where I, I didn't really land anywhere specific in here. And I, I think the idea of a like online, is it as much, is it as good as getting out and doing something? Probably not. But is it is is it counterproductive? Is it is it negative? And and I know I found that UBC study 
that said a like makes you less likely to actually make a donation to an organization. That troubles me. Um, but I'm about to embark on a unit with my students um, about Speak Up, Speak Out. That's the title of it, where we're going to talk about issues that they ma- that matter to them. And we're going to talk about using social media as a platform to voice concerns and, and what that actually looks like in their view. You know, as 13-year-olds today, I wonder how they view things and how they view service and helping others. And I think it's really going to be interesting. And I mean, that ultimately brings me to the end of my experience through the course and it's hard to condense it into five to seven minutes and uh thanks for listening